episode 0.5 of Dungeon Dorks. Um, in this one, we get the introductions done and let the boys get their characters figured out and explain the backstory a little bit. And we progress through the prologue and get ourselves geared for episode 1, where we're going to launch into the final campaign. Um, hopefully, this will be the final episode before the first one. Uh, I think we got most of everything that we want to do figured out here. And uh, we know where we want to go. So, uh, y'all enjoy the podcast. And uh, get ready. Episode 1. It'll be soon. We're there. We're finally, like, there. It's real exciting. Uh, y'all enjoy. Hello, I'm the Dungeon Master. My name is Joseph. Welcome to oh, the- podcast episode 0. 0.5. Uh, we're doing intros. We're going to start with uh, Justin, we're going to Halfling Man. Because you love him more, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, hello, everyone. I'm Justin. Um, I will be playing Hal Ling. Uh, he's a Halfling soldier. Um, he's a little guy. He's only about two foot nine. Uh, he carries a big old long sword, though. He... You know, doesn't like to be called short, uh, so he carries a big sword to show show what's up. Uh, he also carries a little whip around. Uh, he, he likes to dual wield the whip and the longsword. Kind of gets creative with that. Um, so a little backstory: I lived on the plains with my mother and sister, and one day uh, someone comes and raids our village, and or not our village, but our tribe because we we're nomads. And they kill my mother and sister, and the the one of the surviving elders tells me of the whereabouts of my brother and father. And so I've been on a mission now for a couple years trying to find them. And along my travels, I came across uh, Blue. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'll pass the baton to Jordan. All right. What? 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 I said that was very heartfelt. Uh, oh yes, yes. Um, I am Jordan. Um, otherwise known as Jordy, I will be playing Blue, the Warforged Artificer. Um, not much on my background because not much is known about my background. Basically, I woke up one day in a damage destroyed workshop. Um, I was the artificer. Don't know anything about my past, where I came from, what happened to me, or what I'm going to do. So I pick up my gear, put on a little bowler hat, my jacket, and a leather backpack, and I start walking. And then that's where my buddy Hal here, he finds me on the street, kind of wandering aimlessly, and, well, we decide to adventure together. About all I got for my character right now. Very good. Well constructed. You uh, put a lot of work into that one. <laughs> I woke up. Oh, oh, I did. I woke up and I found a jacket. <laughs> and here I am. Hey, I can't give it all to you right now. With a long jack. That's a long... cake reference. Quarter staff. It's a real cool <laughs> jacket, though. We've got inside pockets. Oh, sweet pockets. You want to buy a sundial? 
I have so many pockets. Anyway, All we're, right. gonna, we're gonna get it going with the story and whatnot. Alright? Alrighty. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. So excited. I just okay. can't hide it. Well, you are in a village right now on the frontier on the frontier of Parabor. It is a village of diverse miners and adventurers. It is in a silver full economy. And it is near the peaks of the, the Mithril Mountain. Many adventurers come here for treasure and riches. Y'all here, though? Y'all are here for another reason. Y'all are here for a funeral. Your former master slash mentor uh, has recently died. And Hal is now visiting for the funeral. And you brought Blue along because uh, he's your pal. So here you are. Three days ago, Alaria. A renowned mentor to famous to many famous adventurers has died. She was known in the Marion Vale as the Master. You were her final pupils. The ancient elf who taught you secrets of combat, magic, and wilderness survival passed away in her sleep on the same night. She told you your training was complete. You had not even begun to look for work when the news of her death came. Though the Master was over 800 years old, she was lithe and energetic. Proved the instructions of her last will and testament. Valeria was buried quickly in a simple ceremony where many who live in Parabor came to see the master laid to rest. You were her only students able to attend given the short notice. Galona, the local dwarf priestess who runs the Holy Beacon, Parabor's Temple of Lux, God of Light, asked you to say a few words about Valeria and Yuji by sharing your favorite memory of an unexpected lesson the elf taught you. And we're going to start with uh, Justin. Justin, uh, how? Says you're the only one that really knew her. And you're going to stand up on the stage and say whatever you want. Um, is there a podium? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a podium. It is made of redwood. It's, uh, it's how, also polished. How, how tall is said podium? Uh, four feet, three inches. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go stand behind the podium so that no one can see me. Because I'm a very bashful speaker. So. Okay. I think um, the crowd's just going to assume you just can't reach it, and they're going to accept that. Right. So, it's fine. Um, I like, I use, is there a microphone? Uh, no, you just gotta yell. Okay. Yeah, it's All a, right. you'll echo, though, in these halls. Oh, perfect. So, my fondest memory of, of the Master was that I was trying to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the kitchen and the jelly was just a little bit too high so I just opted to make a peanut butter sandwich instead and she she came along and said why are you eating a dry peanut butter sandwich I said well I couldn't reach the jelly so I just opted out not to so she took my sandwich and she threw it away and she said make another one with jelly um, and so I, I did. I, I wound up getting that jelly. I found a box, and I stood up on the box and got the jelly. No one else helped me, so just sh she showed. Don't don't settle for uh, for less. Find a way to get the best, and that was a rhyme. It's quite the life lesson she taught you there. Yeah, and peanut butter and jellies are just delicious in general. I don't know if you've ever just had a peanut butter sandwich. The, uh, I'm not. I'm the, not allowed to eat bread. But yeah, yeah, it's, they're they're kind of dry, kind of dry. It's real scarce here. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I guess so. What are you going to do now that she's gone? Going to use blue? Yeah, well, well blue is pretty tall, so... Um, and he has, like, this refrigerating unit. And he keeps the jelly nice and cold, so I don't have to reach for the jelly. He just dispenses it onto my bread for me. It's kind of nice. Is that are, his are, purpose right am now? Am I going to have to talk, too? No, but if you would like to say something, because you feel like you're obligated to, <laughs> I will not... Uh, I will not allow disallow you. Feel free. So, um, I I walk up to the 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 podium. Right. The crowd goes, "Who are you? Kinda. Why are you up there?" And then I walk away from the podium. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Who is this man? I say that that was blue. That's who dispenses my my jelly for me. He's he's a great guy. Um, the jelly man. Um. Can no, I... no, not the jelly man. His name is Blue. Dang it! I love you, can I man. try to? Can I try to disguise myself and then walk back up there? Sure. Do yeah. I do I have to roll to use my disguise kit or? So uh, roll deception check, and uh, let's see what happens. Okay, deception. What would that be? I think it's called deception. It'll be in your uh, skills. When you're using I said roll a d20. Yeah. D20 plus one. Are you going to be oh, able to Oh, that is a 16 these? plus one. Okay. 17. Well, you beat me. You are able to All deceive right. these crowd of mourners. Can I describe how I disguise myself? Yeah, feel free. Um, I pull out a fake mustache out of my uh, disguise kit and put it on. And, and that's it. What kind of mustache is it? Oh, it's like a handlebar, like nice black mustache. It goes down and curls, good about one inch curls on either end. Perfect. What hairs did you? All use? right, so um, I don't even know, man. Probably like a like Dalmatian. So it's white and black. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is a good one. This is like, this is like, I don't know. I I I used. I used ink on grass. I don't know. Anyway, it's convincing, apparently. So I walk back up to this podium. Does, does the crowd yell, yell at me this time? Who are you? Why do you look like Jelly uh, Man? <laughs> I love your mustache, bro. Uh, hello, my name is Blue. Um, my favorite story of the master is when um, she taught my, my friend Hal how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for himself. Thank but, you. And, that's my favorite story then, too. The crowd starts crying. And I walk away from the <laughs> The crowd's crying and in tears. It's <laughs> so heartfelt. He knew someone that knew her. <laughs> and they're just they're just bawling. And so choked up. I, mean, I love you, Blue. You're better than the jelly man. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> jelly man was weird. Uh, yeah. Jelly man was just weird. So I I exit stage left because I just All right. I follow I follow Blue off the stage because I have nothing else to say. All right, you return to the crowd, and uh, a few more people go up there to share some of the things they said, like her uh, former husband, um, her grandmother, um, just you know, just a few other people, family members, friends, exile, that whatnot. It was hard felt. He's emotional. You probably teared up a little bit. Um, Blue did not. He uh, he did not understand most of it actually. And uh, didn't really know why she was super cool either. 
she was she didn't think she was that cool from whatever whatever you what from the stuff you heard but yeah the it ends and you are now at the end of the funeral people are standing up do you want to talk to anybody do i see any goblins around nope she didn't she didn't befriend goblins are there any dwarves uh two two okay yeah. i like shorter people because i don't know tall people really are too tall for me all right so i'd prefer to talk to the shorter folks well feel free to talk to the dwarves which can you describe the dwarves well one is a gingerly afro dwarf he has pale skin from being in the mines um he's carrying a hammer and in his side on his uh, hip he has a dagger he has shoulder pads he has elbow pads he has knee pads and pants on he uh he's not a shirt guy he doesn't like shirts i was about to say he does not have a shirt on no he he's not a shirt guy and he actively protests those businesses that say no shirt no business he um has a headband on as well because he sweats a lot mm. his name is hank shill and the other dwarf is a blonde one with flowing hair um he's wearing a shirt by the way this one's a shirt guy the uh there are pads on his shoulders he's armored up as well they don't really like to feel uh nude in the in that way but he didn't bring any weapons <laughs> and his name is shuffle shuffle yeah shuffle 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 and the other one was Hank Shill. Yeah, Hank Shill. Shuffield Does he deal? I'll tell you what. Does he deal with uh, rock picking and rock picking accessories? You know, if you ask him, he might tell you what he deals in. Well, I'm gonna go tank to Hank Shill. All right, Hank Shill. And I'm gonna walk up and say, "God dang it, Bobby!" <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. Okay you, walk up <laughs> <laughs> okay, you walk up to Hank Shill, and um, he uh, he's wiping a few tears out of his eyes. He's not talking to anybody, though. He seems to be kind of uh, alone there. He came by himself, doesn't know many people. And uh, he notices you and your little small body, and he uh, goes, Hey. And that's hey. it. Hey. Uh, hey. I, I, like, I, I wave my hand at him, like, Kneel down. Come a bit closer to me. He uh, he looks at your wave and then notices your motioning and stands on his tippy toes to feel a little taller. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hank Shill gets picked on a lot for his height. It's not very often he has to look down on someone, so he's taking full advantage of it. Okay. Are there any chairs around? Uh, there's like a pew to his left. A pew to his left. How, how close is said pew to his left? You can jump on it. Okay. I'm definitely going to like... I want to like... You know how ballerinas can like jump up with their arms to the side? Yeah. I want to do like that and like just like land on the pew. Okay. So I'm looking at him like eye to eye. Do you say anything? Um, I say there. That's better. Um, and I, I, he said he, he has a, like a ginger fro. Yeah, a little ginger fro. I pat him on the head and then I wipe a tear off his eye and say, there, there. It shall be all right, Hank Shill. I, yeah. I just want to say that I followed and, like, I'm hunkered down so I can kind of be on their level. But I made sure I was just about an inch higher than than, than Mr. Shank there. 
<laughs> he's looking at both of you right now, and he's thinking he's being challenged, and he's actually very offended about your head pat that was very for you, and he was he's not very into that. You know, he's very manly dude, doesn't like being touched, uh, kind of a lone wolf type guy. So you've really just made an enemy at this point, and yeah, he's just upset with you. And uh, he says, "Are you challenging me, boy?" I, as he says, "Are you challenging me, boy?" I I want to put my finger on his mouth and like push it real close on his lips and say, "Shh, you don't have to say anything." Okay, it's he, fine. Uh, he grabs your arm <laughs> and pulls you down, and um, said, "You want to fight? You really want to do this right now? After she died, you trying to mess with me right now?" And uh, he's holding you down, looking <clears> at you with his fist in the air. And uh, you're gaining a lot of attention from the nearby mortars. Um, I, I would like to step in and, like, just pick him up by the scruff of his neck. <laughs> okay. You pick him up by the scruff of his neck. Um, he is now just squirming and wiggling and throwing his fist all around. He's looking at you, barking all sides of insults. He's like, I will eat you. I will chew I your feel... up. I will gnaw you. In my head, I picture I picture Blue picking up Hank, and then Hank is picking up me. So we just have like this chain of of <laughs> slowly progressing little people. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, uh, Hank's trying to get you in like a like a leg shock hold to hang from the air. He's, like, um, squeezing you a little bit. I want to. I'm gonna kick off of him and and try to land on my feet. All right, do an agility check. Also, at this point, Hank's face is like super red, and uh, he wants to he wants to kill you guys. <laughs> Which one am I doing? Yeah, the agility. Agility. Um, I have acrobatics and athletics. Okay, um, acrobatics. You're kicking acrobatics. out, landing. Okay. While you're doing this, Hank's just going, "I'll kill you. I'm gonna kill okay. you." Okay. You well, I rolled a natural here. one, so I'm gonna do the whole lucky thing. And that's a 16 plus 319. How often can you do the lucky thing? Uh, anytime I hit a one. That's mm. like the... That's a halfling skill. So anytime I roll a one on like... Um, saves or attacks or, or anything like that. I'm pretty sure that's how I played halflings in the past. All so, right. Well, you kick off and... Survive. Yes. You are no I run over. Her. Are there flowers anywhere? Um, in the vases around the casket and around the podium. But uh, Hank now is trying to kill Blue. He has taken his hammer off and is preparing to swing it on his face. And uh, I'm holding him like as far out as I can. His arm and, like hammer, like my arm, can like kind of reach your face a little bit. So what do you, uh, and he's, he's still yelling at you. He's very, he's very not happy. He is, uh, kicking your arm too. And just screaming. Let go of me. Put me down now. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna eat uh, you. I'm gonna eat you. And I just, I, I set him down. Okay, well, he's gonna attack your kneecap. <laughs> um. As he does that, I take my whip out and I, and I, uh, whip it around his arm just to, like, stop the attack him. And be like, yo, everyone, everyone chill. I'm sorry. Nothing, nothing, uh, this wasn't right. supposed to escalate this way. Let's do a roll off to see who wins. Okay. What are we rolling? So like, um, I guess you would do sleight of hand against my, like, just athletics. 
but I'm just rolling okay. d20, so you get your like pluses and stuff. Okay. Natural twenty time. Damn. Really? No, it's eleven. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's a nineteen plus three. All right. Yeah. You so... uh, you whip right as he brings that hammer back, and it lashes around. And you whip it out of his hands, and he just he looks dumbfounded. And he's even redder now because he loves that hammer. And he says, she gave me that hammer. Are you, how much can you embarrass me? And uh, he just kind of crouches. And he looks like he's broken. All right. I go grab a beer. I go grab um, I go grab three beers. Two so for can me I... and one for, one for him. Oh, okay. Can I just make jelly or can I just like make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches now? I feel like you should be able to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, that's just a I part just, of... And is it, like, in my stomach? Like, a little, probably a tray that pops out? Right. I feel, I feel like it's like a little Smucker's jar. You know how it has, like, the peanut butter and the jelly together? Yeah. Can you play a little toad right. when it comes out? Yeah, like, I... It's like, like peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your character sheet. It's canon. You're a jelly yes. machine. <laughs> all right so um i'm not gonna sing the song but like a little you know like a little bell when the timer's done mm-hmm. so uh i i kind of go back over to him and you hear ding and i pull the sandwich out of my little stomach sandwich tray and i i hand it to him yeah. and i hand him a beer and say hey man it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be this way you know like i was just trying to comfort you please leave me alone okay all right no, so so ridiculed in my both of you i came here to mourn her i was her lover i just this is a very bad day for me and you two have just made it so much worse please just leave and he grabs your peanut butter and sandwich and he takes a bite out of it and then he throws it on the ground oh i pick up the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and say you never you never do that to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i take a bite and walk away I'm just done with this guy. What do you do with the sandwich? Do you eat it all the way? Oh, or... I continue. Yeah, I eat the sandwich. Oh, the sandwich I don't care. Gone. The sandwich is out of play now. Yeah, that guy just kind of crouches and puts his head between his knees. And uh, for the rest of the time you're there, he no longer moves. Uh, I think we messed up a little bit with that guy, Blue. So just be, just... Uh, you kind of hear him your... uh, crying and sniffling in the distance. Keep keep your peepers out on that guy sad never, dwarves don't do good things you never said you gave the hammer back <laughs> so yeah. he's, he just no longer has the hammer that she gave him right it's and just like, attached to my whip yep yeah, and now so. it's like her husband <laughs> so um how what yeah. is a lover lover um see when a mommy robot and a daddy robot love each other a lot. They're, they're cogs and and sprues get together. And little baby robots come about. But that doesn't answer your question. That's about robot reproduction. <laughs> um, I don't... Love's hard, Blue. Love's a hard thing. I don't know if I know what love is, honestly. Well, it seems to have made him sad. Yeah, I'll, I'll go give his hammer back to him. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll uh, cheer him up a bit. Right. The Jeez. hammer can be his new lover. 
You want to you tell him that when you walk over there? No, don't tell him that when you walk over. <laughs> Here, I know your wife just died, but I got you this hammer. It's really, really cool. Uh, there's a hole in it. It is basically everything you need. Here you go. So uh, you're walking over there to give the hammer back, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, you say anything or you just, you just kind of walk over there? I just set it down, and I've grabbed, I've opened my second beer, and I had already taken, like, a couple sips out of it, but I was like, you know what, this guy needs it more. So I leave, like, the seven-eighths full beer and the hammer there for old Hank And we're going to assume there's Hank shell. in the beer, because you're gross. And Do what? <laughs> we're going to assume there's, like, peanut butter crumbs and stuff in the beer. Oh, yeah, definitely, because I used the first beer that, to give me the courage. And then I started drinking that second beer, but it's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he, Definitely. Uh, he just does not acknowledge your existence. He doesn't look okay. He just he keeps crying. Um, people are, people aren't comforting this man though. They're, they're no one's getting near him. So he's just crouched with his head in his knees in the middle of everybody crying with a hammer and a kind of empty beer next to him. And, uh, <laughs> that is the beer. story of uh, Hank. There is one more dwarf left, and his name is Shafil. Do you want to ruin his life too, or what? Yeah, one dwarf, one dwarf down. Let's make it two. <laughs> it's going for the whole crowd today. Um, um how? Maybe you shouldn't pat here. him on the head, or wipe his uh, tears, or uh, right. I'll, co- I'll Maybe he'll like it. I don't know. Okay. That's how we. That's how we comfort people. Where I come from. Well, he has nice so. flowing blonde hair, so. He won't be as comfy to pat as the Afro redhead. This is. It might be like oily, so. Oil, oil, oil. Hey, you. I don't know. All I, right, I well, would say it's like yeah, natural, let's... fluffy blonde hair. It's, all, it's mm. all soft and stuff. But it's not like as soft as like an Afro would be. Right. So, well, yeah. let's go talk to Shatheel. Shaville. Let's see what he has. All right. is uh, checking out all the morning women and uh, sipping a little beer. He has a chicken leg in the other hand. What do you do? I ask him, where did you get that chicken leg? I brought it. You brought it? Yeah, there's no food here, so I brought the chicken. Do you have another one? No. Chickens normally have two legs. Not this one. You had a one-legged chicken? That's why I killed it. Where's the breasts? At home, in my pillowcase. What are you, you, just you, brought, like? you just brought one leg to a funeral? I'm not here to feed everybody. This, this is my leg. Why are you in my business about my leg? Well, you know, there's only three short people here. You, me, and Crybaby over there. So... Short people are not my responsibility. Well, us short people have to stick together, so... I don't like you. Well, I like you, and I like that chicken. You and just I like want me that... for this chicken. Uh, you know, you might be right on that point. Anyways, he takes uh, a big <laughs> bite out of his chicken leg. And there's about three bites left in his chicken leg. And he is looking like he's going to finish it pretty soon. And... Oh. uh he just kind of start, starts ignoring you. He's not a big fan of the way you came out about and started talking to him. Uh, who's going to speak? 
I hand him a sandwich. He gladly takes a sandwich. Thank you. I was feeling a little bit hungry. And he takes the chicken leg and puts it between the sandwich. I was really hoping he'd do that. Yeah. So now he's eating a peanut That's butter and chicken do. leg sandwich. Is and he just going to eat the bone? Yeah, no, he's he's not very bright. He's, he's, he's a handsome. dwarf, so they like eat rocks and stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. So, You know, he's not a bright dwarf, but he's a real handsome dwarf. And uh, he takes another bite. There's about two bites on the leg and uh, most of the sandwich left. And he just he does not want to talk to you. He's too busy munching. That sandwich girls. didn't have jelly. <laughs> okay, he's choking a little bit. You know, that's two dry foods in his mouth now, and he's kind of coughing, and he looks at you and goes, what did he do to me? <laughs> what should've what have it. you done? You should have gave me that chicken leg. <laughs> and uh, he gets a beer and takes a sip out of it and starts choking a little bit and coughs, and he's good. Please get away from me. You have just brought misfortune upon me. <laughs> Please go. And why would you People... give me a sandwich of peanut butter and no jelly? You monster. Did People you not call me hear the, the black story cat. earlier? Yeah. You need to get the jelly for yourself. <laughs> okay, uh, he's upset now, and he goes, I bet you have jelly inside of you. And he puts his stuff down, and he prepares his fist for a punch. Um, do I have to roll for this? I uh, Indiana Jones his fist with my whip. We'll do another uh, sleight of hand versus uh, do agility this time. Okay. Ooh, you're not going to beat that. Nope, probably not. It's a uh, 14, 11 plus 3. Ah, uh, 19. So yeah, mm. he gets this punch off, right? And uh, this is a monk dwarf. You know a monk dwarf? The dwarf oh. that punches? So, the, the punching dwarf, yes. Yeah, the punching dwarf. That is him. So he's going to punch you. And, uh, I don't know, we'll do... Uh, he's real proficient at punching. Uh, we'll do like a 1d8. I doubt that'll hurt you too bad. Yeah, it's 3 for punch. Um, it's 3 damage. AC, we're going to ignore it. He caught you by surprise. And uh, he hits you right in the armpit. Um, I would say Ow. he didn't dent you or uh, scratch you. But there's a grease mark from where he was eating the turkey. Yeah, That is now there. So you just have to live with that. And he looks at you and he kind of laughs like, ha ha ha, loser. How's that grease feel? And then he picks his chicken sandwich up and his beer. Um, I grab his hair to wipe the grease off of my armpit. <laughs> Do, uh... And as he does that, I whip his leg to keep, catch him off balance so that he falls on his arse. Okay, it was my point. Even asking you to roll then. This guy is just getting double teamed. Can't, yeah. You can't block both of those. Nope. His hands are full. So yeah, that happens. And um, he's like, what are you doing? Put me down. Put me down. And he's like kicking and uh, like gnawing at you or like trying to bite you. And uh, he's not happy. You've uh, ruined another man's day at this funeral. I'm going to assume you proceed to wipe the grease off with his hair and then proceed to uh, wipe other parts too, like your belly and stuff, just because you have him. I mean, sure. Yeah. You know, I just want to point out, we didn't start these fights. These guys, uh, we, I tried to comfort them. I asked a guy where he got food. 
And then they both attacked us. So I just want to claim right now that we're not bullying. I want to say that you enabled these actions. Like, this is true. This is true. But we are not bullying. So I just want to point that out. So patting a man's head and wiping yes. his tears away while also jumping on a pew so you can feel taller after he knows we tried to feel taller than you is not bullying. Nope. It's pride. It's a pride. Thing. And I really, I really <laughs> just don't have any like social cues. So like, I'm, I'm just kind of emulating. That's why I tried to be taller and you know, you thought it was a fun little game. You did. You had no idea what was going on. Game. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm assuming you throw that guy away, and that pretty much ties up all of that. He uh, he proceeds to leave after being noticeably embarrassed in front of all the women. He has no interest there anymore. He, um, he leaves a sandwich there, not on a plate though. It just sitting. It's just sitting on the table. Um, along with his beer. He didn't throw that away. He didn't recycle that. So uh, I yeah. add jelly to the sandwich and, and offer it to hell. And I I eat the sandwich because it's got the chicken on there, and I wanted that chicken real bad. All right. So. Well, there you go. You got a sandwich. You got some protein in your body. Yes. You just a bit stronger than you were before you bullied this man. Yes. That <laughs> I didn't <awesome>. bully him. <laughs> uh, you both ruined everyone's day at this funeral you have perfect i mean two it was a sad day anyways so. it was a funeral it was pretty ruined to begin with right you just it was a day to like remember and have remorse and you created two huge scenes of picking on the small people <laughs> <laughs> they were taller than i was you yeah, they were taller than you i suppose but it made blue look real bad well he's a robot anyway he looks like so. he doesn't like small people though they don't know he's a robot. Yeah, I have a mustache. Oh, well. Yeah, they think true. he's a real man. Because he managed to fool them with his... He's woman. a real man. I'm a real boy. That is what my, uh, my bio so, says. You are now going to leave the funeral. Because no one wants you there anymore. So. I say... I, I pass the... Is the casket still there? Yes. I go just pat the casket and uh it's open i want to go peer in and you know say my last farewells to the old master and slapper no i just <laughs> want to perceive i want to perceive and see if there's any like magical items on her person before they bury her away all right i assume i need to lift him um it would be easier for him i suppose but he could probably pull himself up there no you can lift me that's fine like a child Right. You lift uh, him yeah, up. just arms and or hands under the armpits, and I, I lift right. you up. So do I'm like, yeah, like Lion King style. <laughs> do a little percepto check. All right, perception. I'm good at that. Yeah, I'm I'm proficient with perception. Got those little boy eyes. Oh, that's what not good got? though. What we got? Um, I got a six. Three right. plus three. Right. So well, you notice she has clothes on. Perfect. I'm glad. I'm glad she's being buried in clothes. You could tell her hair was brushed that morning before being put in the casket. Um, you could tell someone did some makeup to make her look a little better because she's kind of dead. Um, that's about it, though. You don't really see can any I, like, clear jewelry or anything. Can I also 
roll a perception check? Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. I only have a plus one on that, but let's see. Ooh, that is an 18 plus one, 19. Ooh. You see about the same things, but then you feel a little more confident knowing that there's nothing in here than he does. You, uh, okay, you good. check all sorts of angles. You look in and out. You, like, pull her shirt up a little bit and look in her belly button. And, like, you just, there's nothing. No, no, like, belly piercing, no ear piercings. Like, there's just nothing magical on her. She's being buried in just normal burying elf clothes. Okay. Well, I pat her on the head and uh, and proceed to leave said funeral. All right. I um, said a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like, you know, on on her stomach. Like, oh, perfect. Where her it's hands remembrance. are probably resting. The whole crowd yeah. is watching this ordeal, and they're all everyone's yelling at you. Uh, the dwarf, uh, Hank, he uh, he is just on the ground flat. He's no longer moving. He's no longer making any audible noise. Um, some people are now considering he might have just died from what you've done. <laughs> just died of embarrassment and, and heart, heartache. Like, you monsters, get out of here. Go away. It's no one. You you have ruined the funeral beyond comprehension. So you are now leaving. You could not have made that any worse. (laughs) It was the most disrespectful thing. As we're walking out, as we're walking out, I say, "How? Why are they angry?" I I really don't know, Blue. I really I really don't know. Maybe they're just heightist or something. They just don't like short people. So interesting. Or robots. The whole church is in on a conspiracy against short people. And robotic men. I was about to say, don't forget the robots. But I mean, they they don't know I'm a robot. Right. They just don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And that's I guess thing. not. That's your thing. That's it. <laughs> jelly man. A jelly man. I'm going to have to learn more, uh, more sandwiches. We are now leaving this church. And, uh, wow. There was, like, no secret anything in there. Y'all did all that for no reason. <laughs> you are now vilified among this community, and I'm going That's to okay. assume you'll never be allowed to return. You'll never be allowed There's to go no see clues her here anyways. Um, yeah, y'all just y'all have burnt the bridge and then flooded the river. It's just yeah. it's real bad. Take that. They didn't like us anyway, so no. you know they're lost. There's like a single person here who is willing to talk to you now, and she finds you as you are leaving this church. Her name is Yelsa Hodwick, a middle-aged no woman, pushes up herself, pushes up her half-nude spectacles, wiping her tears away from her eyes, and embraces you one by one. She was outside the church talking to the people that were leaving, so she saw none of your shenanigans. Um, that's your thing to tell her if you want, but... uh. Yeah, that, that's how that's going. She does not know y'all just disrespected everybody and everything under that roof. And she says, um, Miss Feywing spoke fondly of you all. In fact, you were all mentioned in her last will and testament. If you have time today, would you please stop at my office? I know it is a lot to ask you, but Yelsa cannot finish her sentence as the tears finally come. She walks away from you, honking into her handkerchief. Please stop by later. And she manages to get through the tears. Do y'all want to say anything as she walks away, or? I say um, to Hal, uh, Hal, she's crying. Was she also a lover? No, no, she was just a friend of, not 
lover in the romantic sense. See, the common language has three different uh, meanings for love in a way, like romantic love, friendship love, and then like loving of objects, I guess. Uh, and she was more of the friendship love, I think. So, um, anyways, what was what was your name again? Uh, my name is Yelsa. Yelsa. Well, where is your office at, Yelsa? Down the road, to the left. Um, there's a big red sign outside of it. And it says, Yelsa. Oh, I like that. That's very, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, a solicitor. You're a solicitor? A dirty solicitor. Oh, so you're like, what, on the outside of inns and stuff, no soliciting. You're one of the people that's, that signs for. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rude. Uh, yeah, I'm not very... I get paid well, but no one really likes me. Is it because you're a gnome and you're short? Yeah, I think there's actually a thing in this town about short people and robot men. I'm not sure. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. investigating, but I've got nowhere with that. I think we'll have to investigate further. But we were about to leave town. They don't like us in there for multiple reasons. You'll probably hear them later when we leave. But let's go handle this... Uh, uh, will and testament thing really quickly all right a small bell rings on the door frame as you enter the solicitor's office the smell of paper twinges in your nose the neatly stacked books and files seem to fill every shelf table and available surface of the gnome's crowded workspace thank you so much for coming yelsa's voice chirps shakily behind her desk the gnome scurries off her chair and says oh excuse me i seriously need to i need to file these as she picks up papers off the seats of three chairs and couch set up across her desk. Now I may offer, now I may offer you all some tea. Then she looks at both of you and she waits your answer and looks at the chair she just cleared off. So you're going to sit and you're going to take the tea. Um, I will sit and take the tea, greedy. but not drink the tea. I will take the tea. Uh, kind of greedy, not, not full greed. What about you, Mr. Blue Robo-Man? Um, well... It, it says that I can ingest food and drink, though I don't need it, but... So I'm gonna sit and also take the tea, just because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay, you, you, uh, you just mimic. You just mimic how perfectly. And we are here in the office now. Anyway, she hands you the tea... You're sitting, she sits, she gets comfy, and she pulls a pulls a drawer out of her desk and pulls an envelope out of it. Um, she gives it to you. It, uh, the letter has the initials EF pressed into a wax seal, and she speaks in a grave tone. Now, as I said before at the services, Alary included you in her last will and testament. She has no family, and you are the only people mentioned in the document. She wanted me to read aloud and then give you the following instructions to take with you. You two are my pride and joy, my best and most wonderful students. I hope to have trained you a bit more, but my time is over. I leave you with one thing, a bag of 800 gold buried in a cavern. You have to cross the running sand desert to find it. The cave lies where the sun sets at the base of the mountain. And more wise, she says students, since you kind of like found blue while you're with her a little bit there. And uh, she just kind of took him in because he wouldn't leave. She like he just stood there. 
and he couldn't he, she couldn't make him leave he's like steel so <laughs> she she just like eventually broke in and uh gave blue like a corner and that's where blue lived for the duration of your training and i guess she came to like his awkwardness for a little bit and uh lore wise she said she has no family that uh, the dwarf lover and her didn't work out but he never got over her <laughs> so that's, that's why that's there he was he was just he never got over it and uh he still loves her to this day the last what line a sad little dwarf uh, chokes up yelsa and she sucks in her breath and compels herself you all you need to go get that gold that's the, that's the last thing she wanted to give you i think you should do it for her not even you don't even if you don't need it that's that's her last request it's for you to go find that and uh you gonna do that yeah i only have 15 gold as it is so 400 gold not even that's 400? like blue doesn't need gold you know what i mean like he doesn't have to know or see like you pick it up right but i'm fair this is this is a 50 50 partnership well, yeah i i heard the whole but he doesn't bill. have to like see you pick it up like you could say i didn't find it you know and you could just like shove it in like your shoe or something i don't know you know whatever weird hole you like put things in and yeah like, you can hide it but I, i'm not i'm not i'm not like evil so Wait, that's that's my partner you know you don't need we're, him we're batman and and nightwing because nightwing's cooler than robin even though it is robin like older you know so you well, accept yeah. the quest are you going to say anything before you go or are you just going to like say bye and leave you're just going to leave and not say bye or uh Dionda is the dungeon or where is the dungeon okay that is a note that she gives you in a letter do you want me to read that now yeah okay okay you're really rushing me here um <laughs> but where'd i put that note <laughs> <laughs> one second no, it's not I'm, I'm sitting there like drinking the tea but like I'm just pouring it down my chin it's <laughs> oh. like every every couple minutes I turn to him and say is that good tea blue yes can you taste is that your thing no <laughs> Yeah, my notes aren't working like I had a whole thing wrote out but it won't appear so let me let me try to remember what I was doing before I did that um, yeah so yeah the note the note um, it is very much there uh, and it says that it is across the running woods desert you'd have to go to where the sun sets at the base of the mountain and you'll find the cavern in which the gold lies so do you still feel like going yeah 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 that's right. fine i grew up in the plains so i'm used to doing some walking all right so yeah there you go um you you walk across the desert and the sun is very hot the uh the desert's sizzling almost like you hear the sand like burn a little bit every time you take a step um the wind as it picks the sand up feels like it's almost great grating away at like your being um, every time you take a step in the sand, it feels like it's trying to consume you. Um, this trip was not very easy for you, uh, Hal. This, this was very not halfling 
spike oriented. They <laughs> there was no consideration for like short people in this quest. Blue. Do I just walk next to him like smiling with my hands on my my backpack straps, just kind of like? Yeah, you feel nothing. I imagine it's like Legolas and and. Uh... Lord of the Rings when he's just like walking on top of the snow while everyone else is like dredging through it. <laughs> yeah, no, you Come feel on, guys. nothing. Like at all. You're you're having a great time. You have no idea why like, he's breathing and falling over and like <laughs> it's like suffering. You you're just like, what are you doing, Hal? Like, come on. And you know that's I feel like I, I would have tried to rat ridden him, but his metal would have gotten too hot for me to hold on to. Oh, yeah, so. his metal is real hot. Yeah, like you you can you were cooking eggs on him. For like breakfast, <laughs> you know, like you used him to like start fires because he, he just he was real hot. You know, the sun was not kind to you. And how long had, does our how long does it take to get to this dungeon? It was a week, a week. Oh jeez, weeks worth of uh, suffering and trudging. Nothing like cool happened. You managed to like just kind of have like a, I guess like a enemy wise free peaceful walk, but the elements were just not kind. And uh, you are now at the cavern. You are now you are a tanner. Um, your legs are stronger. You get no advantage for that. And uh, you really <laughs> think maybe it wasn't worth it, but you're here. You're fulfilling her wish. And uh, Hal is just real confused about why you had such a hard time, honestly. But you're at the cavern, and you see some kobolds just within inside the ca cave, and. Uh, they're eating some rabbits they found, little like sand desert rabbits with uh, horns. Cause that's what's cool. And they look up and they like see jackalopes. They see. They look up, and they see me. See us. Yeah, they see you at the entrance of their cave. Um, you assume your master had no idea that they, uh, there were enemies here. You think she found this way before they moved in, and. Uh, that is kind of a surprise. There are quite a few as well. You count some, and you feel a bit uneasy about that. There, there are some numbers here. And uh, yeah, that is it. What do y'all do? You said they did already see us. Yeah, they have noticed your existence. Not very many people walk out here, so they're they're pretty sensitive to like seeing new new shapes. Oh, I assume we'd ha have to fight them then. Well, well. I mean, I don't you know. can maybe run. they're not. You you don't have to yeah. do anything. But hmm. that doesn't seem very exciting. How many of them are there? They uh, you can't see into this cave, but you count. You can only you see about like two pairs of eyes at the moment. Would a perception check help out with that? Um, it could. Who can see in the dark? I think we both can. Oh, you both can. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. I I, did, I thought it was just uh the halfling. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You see. Four kobolds chilling in this cave, looking at you um, while you're here, and uh, how you taste. I don't think I have dark vision. You don't? I don't think so. I don't even know where to check them. It should be under features and traits. <clears throat> uh, no, I have naturally stealthy, halfling nimbleness, brave, and lucky. Well, yeah, okay, they see you, and you only see two of them. Okay. Crap, what's that called? Dark vision. Dark vision. Yeah. <laughs> I would oh. think a robot would have dark vision, but I guess I don't. So you both don't. All right. So yeah, so we just see two of them then? You see two kobolds at the entrance of this cave, and that is it. 
and they see you they're not happy they uh they're wondering why you're there and they're wondering how you taste how do you proceed hmm. you old dungeoners hey justin should we um remember that he said four when he thought we had dark vision <laughs> <laughs> these kobolds think... have just mutated and they're like <laughs> 10 times stronger now that's crazy. isn't that crazy guys <laughs> it must be something in the air I want to breathe that in I want to get stronger it only works yeah I guess we should go that way then well, you're a robot you don't breathe <laughs> but it seems to okay. be a kobold specific dust so um, yeah. well um, well we have to go into the cave anywho so um, yeah can can we do a perception check to see if there is another way into this cave? Go for it. Um, okay, yeah, I'll roll yeah. two. Yeah. I got a 17. Is that plus anything? Um, Should be uh, oh, yeah. perception. Plus one, so I got an 18. Nice. I got 19 plus three, which All is right. 22. Okay, so Blue, you look left, and Hal looks right, and then you uh, kind of scan over until you meet in the middle. And you both look at each other and goes, nope, this is the only way in. <laughs> and uh, so you are going to step in now? Yep. I say, I guess we have to go in. It would seem so, brother. Yep, yep, yep. So, I, uh... You're going in. Who goes first? Uh, I'll go in first. Okay. Real brave. And uh, you're going to step in, I guess, between the kobolds and Justin will be behind you, or what? Yeah, that'll work. All right. All right. You uh, you come into this cave. <laughs> you noticed a few pillars touch on the roof. So you seem to be given support. Um, you see claw marks on the walls. You see little droppings on the area. in the area. You see uh, patches of fur and bones. It looks very well lived in, to say the least. And these two kobolds are now carefully creeping up on you. They... Uh, they're scared of you because they don't know what you are, How? I mean, uh, Blue. But they are going to attack you. How? They don't see you as a threat. They think they could kick you over. So. Well, I, I have my longsword and my whip. So I'm, du I'm, I'm rocking my dual wielding um, stuff. And I'll, I'm just, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm glad you're ready I've to go. I've dealt with kobolds before. They, uh, they still don't see you as a threat. That's fine. They, uh, your shortness, nothing. Nothing. So, um, here we go. Roll for initiative. All right. Let me Let's find roll that. Bolts. Roll that initiative. Oh, that's a natural 20, baby. Uh, that is a nat 2. Wow. So I got 23 for my initiative. So you're first. Oh. Oh, I do get to add something to that. Where Initiative is, that? is highest. So two plus right? two, that is a four. Highest and lowest? Yeah, highest goes first. All right, the other kobolds that y'all don't see are also going to be attacking. At highest first, so... Um, the one on the right got a ten. The one on the right of you, blue, got a ten. The one on the left got a ten. Um, we're just going to assume the one on the left second in this order. And then the ones behind them, I'm not going to tell you specifically, got a 16 and a 15. So it is Justin, Kobolds, 
and then Jordan. Right? Uh, highest, lowest? Yep. Yep, yep. Okay. Let's fight. All right. Justin, well, um, you're up, brother. Well, you know, these guys, they just kind of uh, are really rude. So I'm going to go ahead and just come at them with my longsword and my whip. Which one? Um. So with my... I can I can come at him with both I think, because I have uh, two weapon fighting. So when I engage in two weapon fighting, I can add my ability modifier to the damage in the second attack. But I don't have a second attack yet. So okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna just rock with my longsword then, since I don't have like a second attack um, I, yet. Uh, I'm gonna hit the one on the left. The one okay. that's um, going right after me. And I'm going to switch to holding my long sword two-handed. Uh, okay. So that allows me to attack with a 1d10 plus two slashing damage. Did you get the option with a long sword? Yeah, it's versatile. Oh, so I can okay. switch between one-handed and two-handed. So 1d10? Yeah, so I'll have to roll my uh, attack here. I get plus four on that bad boy. Oh, that's a three plus four, seven. Oh man, seven for a, yeah. Uh, okay, well, armor class was twelve. Oh yeah, so that just definitely does not hit. Yeah, yeah you gotta do like a strength check to do that, right? Definitely. No. So how to do it? Like, I think how attacking works is it's like I roll my d twenty, and then I add my attack modifier to it, and if it beats your armor class, then I get to roll the damage. All right. Well, you did it. Uh, kobolds, beefy boys. So there you go. Alright. Um, so, kobolds turn, yeah? It is a kobolds turn, but the one that it's turned is in the back, and it's going to use this turn to just get a little closer to you. It's going to get a little closer. It wants to know you. It kind of wants to be your friend. So it's going to creep on up, and it's going to say hi. My name's Kobold. There it is. Hi, kobold. Kobold is now in the fray. Next up is Kobold. And he's also going to creep up because he thinks you look kind of cool and he wants to get to know you. Okay. Oh, jeez. That is the two Kobold's turns. They have a high AC, I will say. But they only have like five health points each. So I hope you can sweep them. Me too. We'll find out, though. Kobold, <laughs> um, the closest to you, Hal is going to take its first hit. How will you respond? Huh. Let's find out. So, strength check. I got a 12. Does that be your AC? It does not. I have 16, so... Oh, I forgot about that. This is going to be not a good fight for these guys. <laughs> yeah, they can do some damage. Alright, yeah. That kobold gets nowhere. Whiffs. The one, uh, the, the one over here, on the right, I actually switched to their, uh, their um, uh, initiative, whatever. Doesn't matter, they're all the same to me. The one on the right is going to come up, though, and he's going to try and hit blue. How's it going to work? Let's find out. Um, strength check. Right. 18. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I have a... I'm a class 17, so that does hit me. Oh, oh guess what? 
I beat you. And he's going to whip out his little dagger that he keeps in his loincloth, and he's going to try and stab you. Yeah. For four. Ouch. Ouch. Rough one. Also, these guys have ranged weapons. Oh, that's perfect. Yep, yep, so... yep, yep. There are environmental things I uh, will allow y'all to do if y'all want. There's pillars you can crumble if you're strong enough. Um, you could hide behind pillars. You could climb on up the pillar. You could wall run, jump on him, stab him in the neck if you get the checks. You can do whatever you want. That's yeah. D&D, baby. So let's go. Get, uh, well, we are out of I'm going to start cards. with uh, subtracting that four from my my, my HP. That is rough. How's that for a move? That's rough. You only have 12. You now have four less of the 12, so you no longer have 12, you have eight. That is an eight. That sucks, man. And it is now Blue's turn. Half wheel, the Robo Man, respond. Let's go, Blue. I'm gonna swing at that kobold right next to me with my quarter staff. Okay. Um. So again, since I'm uh, not very experienced here, I first roll my twenty to see if I am gonna hit. Correct. Right. And then over by where your quarter staff is, there should be an attack column. Or and you hit slash DC. Are you using the Beyond 20? Yeah. Yeah, it has my hit DC, which are the pluses next to my uh, my attacks or weapons. And yeah. then my damage next to it. Right, okay, so. right, right, right. Yeah, so you're adding that attack. Fire. Oh, cool. glad I picked that quarter stack because that is a plus nine bad boy. All right, let's see. Oh. We have a we have a mighty three plus nine, so that is twelve. Nice, 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 nice. That uh, that is their AC. And, so you uh, win. The winner gets that one. Ooh. All right. So now I have to roll. Let's see. A one d six plus seven. You could kill him. You could kill him right now. Let's see which d six do I want? Let's. Go with this bad boy. So 1d6 plus 7. That's a 3 plus 7 for a 10. He is dead. You know, like, <laughs> like, you know how dead he is? Um, not alive? On the ground dead. That's how dead he is. He is no longer standing. Like, he is done. His soul moved on. His, his cartridge is out. His it's it's cobalt. His body is like a the color. <laughs> and your core staff, you hit him. And it hits, it lands right on his neck, and you hear a cracking sound that kind of echoes through the caves. And the other kobolds kind of, uh, kind of like fall back a little bit in fear of like how thunderous the strike was. But they quickly get back up, and they're a little bit angrier because they like that guy. That guy's name was Phil. He, uh, he was real nice. He did the hunting. He took care of him. You, you killed, uh, like the neighbor guy that everyone liked. Phil with an F or a PH? He had both. Oh, PHF? Yeah. He... So so it was just a long fill. Yeah. He... Fill. Fill. Kind of fill. Fill a little bad about that. You're no longer on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top of well, the order. Top of the order. Is... Yay. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to I'm going to come back at the cobalt that's closest to me. 
I hope you can do it this time, short man. Me too. Me too. Um, so I'm just gonna run up to him and try to shove my short my sword like up underneath his his head, like under his chin. Okay. So that's my goal. He has like a wizard head. That changes anything. Oh no, it's perfect because I got a a 13 plus four, which is 17. That's their AC, but like plus five. So you got it. Yes. Alright, so now I roll a 1d10 plus 2 slash. You can do it. Uh, I got a 3. That's fucking terrible. You couldn't do it. You, you, <laughs> nope. You were not there. So, uh, your, uh, your sword, you try to stab him through the, the head from, under, from underneath. And you do. Your sword pierces, but it catches, like, his teeth which are super hard you know I was like oh so your sword could not go through his teeth and kind of get stuck there he just he's not liking this at all he doesn't like the way this feels um you've given him a serious like dentist appointment um one of his teeth falls out but you are no longer to go upwards so you pull it back out and he kind of he kind of drops on his knees like holding the hole and like trying to find the tooth that fell out but uh yeah that's your turn can I slide a hand that tooth into my pocket real quick? Do a roll. Uh, that's a five plus three, eight. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you see the tooth, and you you try you like do a little side eye at him, but he notices. Oh and damn! You both reach for it, and uh, he kind of slaps your hand away. And grabs his tooth and pockets it in the one cloth pocket that he has. It's in, it's on the back side, on the inside as well. If that helps with uh, your imagination. Yeah. So, I was uh, wondering how low in cloth had pocket, but yeah, that on makes the sense. Inside, on the back side, uh, where the tail is for him. Those are fancy, fancy low cloths. They're like real creative here <laughs> in this game. Uh, Phil taught them like a lot of stuff. They really. Good thing we that, killed him. Right. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's your turn. You. If you kill him and you want his tooth later, you can take it, I guess. So, uh, we are now at a kobold's turn. I'm and, going uh, tooth. <laughs> you both fired. <laughs> both fired. This is now a solo D&D podcast. <laughs> Strength check. They're going to... No, it's a, it's a ranged weapon. That is dexterity. And uh, he's going to try and shoot the metal man. Real cool. I got an 11. Just pink. Pink! 11 versus AC. Oh, 17. Your AC 17? Yeah, I had to equip my armor, but. Oh, you never had the armor on. I didn't have any of my stuff equipped on this app, but it is now. Okay, well, let's just go forward. We remember that. I was wondering why your AC was so low, but uh, yeah, there we go. Um, he did not I mean, I had it on before the battle started. He, uh, he did not hit. He took the shot. It bounced off. It hit. Uh, it hit Howl in the ear, but it did no damage to either of you. You just one of you is just a bit irritated, and your ears red. That's rude. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> he reloads a swing, and that concludes his turn. And the other one that's at a distance is going to try and do the same thing, but to Howl. And uh, he rolls. Oh, seven. Oh, no. Yeah, he doesn't beat your AC, I assume. No, it's 16. Okay, yeah. Does it hit him in the same ear? 
No. This one just flies by Hal's face. Hits you in the forehead, bounces off, and then buries itself deep in Phil's head. And they all look at him like shocked and like, what a blah blah blah, like cobalt. But they <laughs> kind of get that they're like cursing him out. He's like, what the fuck is that? But, Why would you do that to Phil? Phil didn't <laughs> deserve that. You have like dishonored his dead body. But yeah, that uh, that concludes his turn as well. And it is now the kobold that has a hole in its head. And yes. He's gonna try and put a hole in your head. What? What? what, what, what? He gets a seven. As well. mm -hmm. Yeah. So he goes to stab, misses, and uh, the blade just kind of hits that ear that got hit earlier. Doesn't do damage, but it does nip it like a little bit, kind of like I guess a piercing, but it's just a little like no, it's like a paper cut, like the tip of your ear, and uh, you bleed a little bit, not a lot, not enough to like warn like a bandaid, and it quickly stops. But yeah, that ear. I take that. I take that blood and I smear it across my face. There wasn't really like that much blood. Okay. Make more blood. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It like made it right across one eye, like half a football player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that concludes that kobold's turn, and there are no more kobolds in the way, so it is time for Blue to step up and do some damage. Alright, how many kobolds do we have left? Three. Three. One's in front of Three. Hal, okay. and two are behind him on either side of a pillar, throwing rocks at you with a sling. Alright. Well, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and try that good old boomerang. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the one that's kind of behind to my right. Alright, so let's roll that. Miss. That is a 5 plus 4 for a 9. AC is 12. Oh. So. Does not hit. That's doesn't. It kind of flies by him, and you see the, like, the air from the rotation of the boomerang fan like the hairs on top of his head there's not a lot of hairs mm. by the way they don't have hair really but there's like a few strands and you see them kind of fly back and it looks kind of like a girl in like a disney movie walking down the hallway and then the boomerang comes back and all you did was make him look cool for a second and that concludes but i mean it was a pretty sweet looking uh boomerang throw right like you I mean... it looked really cool you like screamed and you kind of did like a Yu-Gi-Oh pose as you like <laughs> drew it out of your like bag but you did nothing with it and you just, you just kind of caught it as it came back. And it is now right. a kobold's turn. And he's going to get closer, and he's going to he's going to do a little stab. He's not. He got a six. He is, he's going to do very much not what he wanted to do. Um, he tries to stab uh, Blue. And the blade just kind of, like, lands on your armor. And stops. That's it. It's, it stops. He can't go any further with it. He didn't realize you were a metal man. Yeah, that's it. He's, he scratches it a little bit, and that might upset you. But, uh, yeah, that concludes his turn. And the next one... A little upsetting. Pillar Man. He's going to try and throw again. He thinks that's a great idea. He wants to, you know, avoid hitting... Did we skip side. me? No. No. Yes. Oh man. We'll, we will uh, let you go now, and uh, that's it. Alright. We will just recon all of that. We are at the top okay. of the order. It's <laughs> now Justin's turn. So only two of them will go this next next go away, I, I feel. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
dopity dope. All right, so old boy that has uh, a hole in his head, I'm going to go ahead and just try and just take the rest of the head off for him. Okay. Um, roll against AC. All right. That's a 30. 30. Dirty 20. Six, 16 plus 4. Okay. Okay, okay. Alright, so yeah. now. I now. This is going to kill him no matter what. It has plus 2 slashing damage. But that is a 10 plus 2, which is 12. So I, I want to like whirl around in like a circle and just... Yeah, explain it. Go in depth about how you kill this man. Right, so I get a good like spin. I want to do like this little tornado of death type thing and and just like quack his head off and it bounces off the wall and lands next to uh, old Phil's head and so there's just there's there's 1.2 goblins laying there <laughs> well they're not goblins or, or kobolds that's what I meant to say is the old kobolds you just trying to insult him by calling goblins <laughs> that's a goblin with a K <laughs> a Koblin. <laughs> so yeah, you do that. Close You've got enough. the score to do whatever you want to this man, and you, you have this man saw the whirlwind of halfling death and got beheaded. So, yes. Uh, he uh, he is now with his head next to Phil. They're looking at each other's eyes. It's kind of romantic, except he's died. They're both dead. <laughs> that concludes your turn. And yes. I'm going to skip the kobold that I. Uh, Actually, let go first. That is. He was just too angsty. He was. He was very. He was just. Phil really got to him. That the whole. <laughs> so, uh, Pillar Kobold is now going to try and sling again. And he gets. Oh, what'd you get? Oh, among the Lord, he got 19. And he's trying to hit Blue. Oh well, that blue. does hit. Yeah, it does. So, let's say don't damage roll sling against the metal man. Six. That's or rude. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hurt hurting, real bad. Hurting pretty hard. There you go. I'm hurt real bad. Yeah, that rock. Yeah, he actually missed, but it ricocheted enough and gave enough speed through ricochet that it came back and hit you in your uh, the side of your head, messing up your audio sensors and everything kind of got frizzled there for a moment. Little sparks of magic. <laughs> but uh, your uh, your systems quickly rectified the problem, but you did take some damage, a lot of damage, it seems. I'm probably standing there just kind of a little spastic twitch every every few moments you I'm, are functioning. I'm functioning just what's your health at uh big fat two okay well this was a very short podcast for you i am i'm real happy you came aboard with us and you joined <laughs> this endeavor um when we finish this whole story lineup i will definitely call you back and let you know that we have an open availability the next story. Oh. Just, uh, I don't know, just don't change your number anytime soon. Don't worry, Blue. I got you. Don't I get another another move? No, you still have, like, saving... You still have death throws if you get get to zero, so... Don't worry. 
there's gonna be everything's fine so. everything's fine and uh yeah that was a blues turn you're up let's uh let's let's see what i want to do here so we got two kobolds left right yes they're both perfectly fine and which ones are they uh sling and then there's one right up on you with his dagger up oh, he's blushing. that one right on me i'm gonna use my uh cantrip shocking grasp uh, that sounds cool. That is, that is a. Let's see here. That is an eleven plus six. Yeah, that beats his AC. Alright, for seventeen. All right, so what I do is I just put my hand out and kind of uh, place it on him, and I am gonna do one d eight of damage. What In is my that head, I'm picturing this as like you have like uh, those are like strap things around your hand and like shock people when you go to handshake them and you just kind of reach out to uh give him a firm handshake and he looks confused and he's not <laughs> sure like what you're doing but he sees it as a chance to try and pull you in and like stab you in the throat so he grabs Wonderful. your hand but i guess let's see what i can do okay. so how do you hurt this guy that is for five points of damage that's perfect <laughs> so he kind of does like a cartoon jump like uh like the coyote would when he gets hit or something by like lightning yes. or like uh, Daffy Duck and you just see like the bones like flash while he turns yeah I was hoping it'd be like the Darth Vader bones flash mm -hmm. it'd be like a bone flash and he's like in the air and he just like after the lightning or the shocking's over he sits in the air for a few more seconds and he just kind of turns to dust and the dust just gets kind of taken away in the wind and there's one more kobold left you ready for and me to kill him because I will Please. <laughs> Please end him. He's at a distance, though. You have to move to go to him. That's fine. I have a movement of 25, so I feel like I'm close enough. All right. Yeah, and I'm just going to, as I'm as I'm moving towards him, I want to do like a half Naruto run with my sword behind me. Okay. Right. So it's just a sword that's behind me, but my other hand's moving like I'm regularly running, you know? And then defying all physics, you're not unbalanced by this. Right. I'm strong. I'm a strong halfling. He's so <laughs> that's right. <laughs> More aerodynamic that way. And so I run and I jump up off the pillar. Agility and check. I and I come down with two hands um trying to, to slam slam him down. Alright, so you said agility check? Yeah, double check for AC. Agility okay. check. You're a halfling, and you have an advantage or something for that, right? I know that's, um, like, your thing. You're a very agile-like person. So I am. I have this thing called halfling nimbleness, but it doesn't play here. Um, but I am... So let's I say have, you have advantage on the wall. Okay. Um, I, I have, I'm proficient in athletics, so could this be an athletics check? Since I'm, like, running... Or do you want it to be yeah, acrobatics? I'd say acrobatics because you're jumping. Okay, got it. All right, acrobatics. Here we go. I'm just going to make the number in my head. All right, I got 17 plus 3, 20. Right, I was thinking 14 you had to beat, so... Perfect. You do All right, it's so I'm too. running, and I'm jumping, and now I'm slinging for actual attack hit. And that is not a good thing. That is 9. 
Mm, yeah, this is gonna be so cool too. This would have been like iconic. Like, uh, how you want to give me advantage? Since I'm like, you are since... coming down on top of him, so I can see you having more power on your attack. You may reroll. One yes. More One more time. Just because you are stronger here. One more here. time. All right, that's better. That's 16 plus 4, 20. Okay, yeah. Go for an attack roll now, honey. You are in the air. You're above this guy. You're about to dunk on him. You're thinking, like, I'm an NBA basketball player right now. And, like, yeah. You're just, you're like, just real fantasizing about this whole I'm like 2 foot 9 Michael Jordan right now. It's insane. Like, and that is a screen. 5 plus 2, which is uh, 7. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. believe destroys this guy. Can I cleave him in twain? You can do whatever you want. Describe I want to do that. Yeah. So as I like, as I like Naruto run half half Naruto run up, and I jump and I kick off the pillar with one foot, and as I'm in the air, I grasp my uh, long sword with two hands, and I cleave Cobalt in two, except for not all the way through his tail. So it's just two halves of his body with a, a full tail. Okay. Like a like a over butterflied shrimp. Over butter fried shrimp. This man butterfly. <laughs> well, you have destroyed the kobolds. They are no more. I would say, in fact, they are nay. They and are nay. Yeah, that uh that completes the kobold segment. Do y'all want to take a rest, maybe recuperate? Um, um, I have I, I have some things to I do. Need... Go ahead. Oh, I would say I I I need a rest. I'm I'm a dying robot. Yeah, dying robot man needs rest. Yeah. So can we go like take a camp outside the cave since we were uh or at the mouth of said cave so we're not in the desert? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, take your rest, man. Do what you want. Yeah, you earned it. These people are Sweet. Dead. Yeah, so it, uh, you take your camp, you set it up, you get the fire going. Um, you're looking good. You're feeling better. Hal's done some repairs. He had a screwdriver handy. He's been screwing the whole time. So, is this um, a short rest? Yeah, it'd be a short rest. I don't know how to actually gauge how many health points you recover. I will be honest. So I'm pretty sure, like, during roll. short rests, you roll... Um... Where is it? You should have hit dice. Yeah, hit dice. My hit dice is a 1d8 plus 4. Okay, yeah, so do that, and then that is what you will cover. Okay. Oh, that's a 6 plus 4, so... Hey, so I, you... I regain all oh. 10 of my hit points. Nice. The long rest just gives you everything back, right? Right, long rest just gives you all everything, so... But right. I feel like this is a good stopping point here. Hey, what's up? It's your Dungeon Master. Just want to give you a quick thank you for making it this far in the podcast. Really appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you don't feel like you wasted your time, it can be kind of upsetting. But uh, thank you. We do appreciate that. And to um, get like reminders or updates on when we're dropping episodes, follow us on Twitter at Dork Dungeons. Uh, catch us there. Um, updates are pretty regular every other day or so. So uh, stop by. Thank you for listening.